Welcome back to The Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that'll help you build and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust, and we're back with you guys for another amazing conversation. How are you, Dre? Andre, I'm good, brother. I can't, I, I can't complain, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Cool. How was your week, like, in, you know, in your businesses? Um, You know, it's, I actually just took some time off, bro. It was just, you know, I think I need to get better at that. Yeah. So one of the things I'm focusing on now is just taking more time off. So like even this week coming up, I got a set where I'm going to be into the office at 6 a.m. And then I'm out by 3 p.m. And you just can't get a hold of me until the, the following day. Because I'm trying to get better at just understanding that my, my systems do work. Mm-hmm. And because they work, I've earned my time back. So I might as well actually use that time, um, which has been making me, you know, I've been coming into the office even more aggressive and even more energetic because I've been taking more time off. So I think it's actually been working pretty positively. Dope. Dope. I definitely understand that. Uh, Last week, uh, we made a lot of headway. Uh, We got some new equipment into the office, got some desktop computers. Oh yeah. Uh, You fancy with those Macs. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that's cool. Um, and we we went through like our analytics regarding our channel and, and and the growth, and it's growing way. It's not super fast, but it's growing way faster than it has been in the last, I'd say, two years. To be honest. With oh you. wow! Yeah, right. Exactly. Like some of the things that we've implemented uh, are showing to be working. It's and it's not about like how fast the growth is happening, but how steady it's happening and. For me, always knowing our numbers, it's happening faster. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, so is it becoming? So you mentioned steady. Is it becoming more predictable? Like you feel like you could forecast and and actually like picture out what the next twelve months could look like? For the most part, especially on um, YouTube, especially our growth on YouTube, because we uh, when we first started our channel, we were doing maybe a video a week, right? And then you know we started a podcast, so it was maybe two videos a week. And then we stopped the extra other interviews. We just started doing, we, we were only doing like just straight podcast episodes every Thursday. So that was only four videos a month, right? Yeah. Then during the pandemic, I want to say at the height of the pandemic in May, I would say we started doing two shows a week. So that's only eight shows a month. And there were a couple of glimpses here when we would add a couple of clips from the, each show and the maybe, maybe, the output was maybe 10 videos a month. If that, that was the height. But most of the time, we stood at eight videos a month. Okay. And now we're doing a video a day. So that's been... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a whole different ball game. Exactly. That trips up the algorithms in different ways to where we're seeing a lot more growth, a lot more people coming in to subscribe, a lot more people just watching the actual show, and we're getting a lot more engagement on all of our platforms and social media included. So, okay, gotcha. So when I, you know, I'm getting ready to start in 2022, I'm going to start scaling my online presence as well. So, you, you know, I'm going to have to be uh, under you in that sense. I, I need all the, I need all the help I can get. We got you. We got you. <laughs> no, no worries. So uh, today's conversation, we wanted to talk about uh, mentorship and vetting mentors and coaches and things like that, because I think, um, I feel like that's a, a a piece of the puzzle a lot of people are missing is great mentorship, but some people don't know where to start. 
and some people have been burned by bad mentors as well. And some people are just kind of intimidated by that process altogether. Like I remember you saying in one of our earlier episodes that like, you know, you want to help somebody and a lot of people in your position want to help, but there's mm-hmm. people who are just starting out who feel like maybe, you know, are intimidated. Like, you know, who is this guy or who am I to ask this guy for his time or his, you know, his help? And they don't know how to go about it. So mm-hmm. how have your experiences been with mentors? And uh, let's start there. Okay. Um, I'll start off by saying, man, I think mentorship is the greatest thing ever created. And I say that from a standpoint, I have several mentors. Like anybody that gets to know me for any period of time will understand that I speak very highly of my mentors. I talk about them pretty frequently the impact that they've had on my life, the, the change in how I view things, the change in my personality, the change in how I view just anything has really come from my mentor. So I think it's been extremely positive. Mm-hmm. And I'm also in one of those predicaments where I highly recommend it to anybody that the first thing that they should be doing is going to seek out a mentor. I often hear people, you know, I'm not ready. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm in a predicament, but even if you break down what mentorship is, right? Mentorship is the act or guidance of guiding somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. That's like the overarching. Right. So if you know what you're doing, then technically you don't need a mentor. <laughs> so the time to go seek a mentor is actually when you don't know what you're doing and actually when you're lost as hell. Right. Because that's the role. So um, before we even jump in, I kind of want to define the differences. Okay. Right. Because, you know, so I have several mentors and I have several business coaches. Okay. Right. And the reason that it's important is because a coach is like a day-to-day, uh, the way that I like to think about it, right? Okay. Mentorship is guiding the ship in, in a specific direction. Hey, Andre. Hey, Malcolm. I think you should turn the, the ship a little bit this way. Mm. Right. I think you should turn it this way. But the business coaching is somebody that's actually like, hey, I know we're turning the ship this way, but do you know that the engine is messed up? Mm. Do you know that this is messed up? I can actually hand by hand help you fix these things <laughs> inside of it, right? So that's one of the biggest things that I, I, I notice is people can't distinguish the two is, you know, your mentor, you shouldn't really be paying for a mentor, but your coach, you should be paying for a coach. And I think everybody should have a coach. I think that's a Mando. I think that's that's like to the T, that's a whole nother section. Mm. But you should be paying for coaching because it, you essentially skip the line. Got you. The mentors now are, are different in that role. I think I've actually in my head had them confused in my own just kind of personal experience because I've always found it a little difficult because I've always created in my head like, well, this person who wants to coach or mentor doesn't know my field per se. So that could be a mentor, right? The person mm-hmm. really doesn't know the field, but they know business in general. And yeah. I was kind of looking for coaching from these people. You know what I mean? And, I, and, yeah. and that intrinsically, it just does not work that way because like I said, they don't know my specific business. So they wouldn't really be able to really, Help and identify, like you said, like the issue, like the the engine is messed up here because they wouldn't really know what that's what that's like, 
in my yeah. world, but they know business. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and that's not necessarily their role. Cause my my mentor, and and I'll mention his name, Brian. I, I talk about him all the time. He's been mentoring me since I was 16. Um, just you know, luck of the draw, had some good people introduce me to him, and he's just been like an uncle to me, you know, for for several years. But his his line to me, you know, he used to say was, Andre, how easy do you want this to be? Right. If I told you, if if you've never been in New York City, (laughs) he's a real big dude. And he's like, he's like six, six, this real, like larger than life personality. So I I can't help but like do it in his voice and stuff like that. But he's like, Hey, Andre, you know, if I drop you off in New York, you don't have a map, you don't have anything. Right. And I say, find Central Park, but you can't speak to anybody, can't do anything other than just wander. How difficult would it be to find Central Park? I was like, pretty difficult. (laughs) New York City is like a maze and you'll get lost really quickly. Then he's like, having a mentor, a high level mentor that knows exactly what they're doing is literally going to the highest building in New York City and looking Mm -hmm. down at Central Park and then being like, okay, I just got to go downstairs to, you know, the first floor, Mm -hmm. walk down this avenue and go directly to Central Park. That was great. That was dope. And, And I was like, okay, I never really understood that. But then now when you're downstairs and you're making that walk, it's mm. okay. I got the, I got the wrong pair of shoes on. It's a long walk, but I, I need better shoes. And that's where your business coach comes in and it's like, Hey, you know, for, for these steps, you actually need the, the X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they give you the actual tools along the route. So the mentor gives the overall overarching guidance and the coaches actually break down the step by step what you need to do on that route to actually get to where you're going. So that's been one of the, the, I guess I want to use the term force multipliers in my life has been, I have a council of mentors, bro. Gotcha. Like whenever I have any, and they all know each other, uh, (laughs) this is a whole nother level. I took the point of introducing all my mentors together and being like, Hey, you guys are all my mentors. Um, you know, just let you know, like I'm cheating on all you guys. And, but I do trust all of your guys' opinions. Right. So I, I want, whenever I'm able to make a decision, I would love to come to you guys as a counsel mm-hmm. and hear all of your opinions. And then I'll be able to make a decision going forward on, you know, exactly what needs to be done. And they've all actually, you know, become really good friends. Uh, they're all good to go. My, my mentor, Brian, we go to Army Navy game every year, which is just a military game. Army versus, uh, you know, the Naval Academy or the best school on earth. <laughs> and uh, so we go every year and Brian's like, hey, make sure Mike is there. I'm going to have Chris there. And all all of my mentors, because Brian is like a, a, a uncle slash like real deal mentor to me, he, he wants to enable me to have my mentors around and build relationships. And right. relationships can only help you get further. They can't be negative. In my, in my view, they just can't be negative. Um from from that standpoint, got you. And that, that's that's actually that was actually a great analogy. That that took me like wow. Okay, so um, you said something earlier. You said mentorship. You should not. People should not pay for mentorship. Pay for business coaching, but not mentorship. I see mm-hmm. a lot of this all the time. People are kind of selling their quote unquote mentorship, and for some reason that really doesn't stick. Like just. Without even talking to you, it didn't stick right with me. You know, when I first saw that, I was just kind of like, eh. 
You know what I mean? But the yeah. coaching, I understand because it is day to day, things like that. But mentorship, I felt like it was supposed to be, you know, kind of just um, authentic and a little bit genuine. I only have real, a handful of mentors in my life. Really, my, my pops is my, my first mentor. And that's just like life in general. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we are business partners. So that's kind of like life. Uh, yeah, fatherhood and things like that. Um, I also have uh, another mentor who I met through my through my pops, as a matter of fact, uh, Steve Canal, who wrote the forward to my book, mm-hmm. and that came just genuine, just me, you know, forging conversation, forging relationships, and he's helped me through like my my book publishing process and things like that. But um, I've also had people try to, to to take on those roles, but they really just did not did not work out. So that kind of leads me to my next point when it comes to vetting mentors, vetting co and, and coaches as well. I, I like that we kind of joined those kind of those two because I mm-hmm. think they they do need to be combined, not combined, but talked about in tandem. So what what is some of your kind of I guess interview questions that you have in your head when you are talking to a potential mentor or potential coach. I got you. So I'll start off with coaches, right? Okay. A coach can never have made his money from coaching. I like that. Right. I that that love that. My <laughs> God. If I had that, a button, I would oh man. <laughs> That that's one of like my red flags is like the business model can't be coaching. Like, so you oh, got to show me your track record as to what you did to this point. Like my, my, you know, business coach, you know, I, I have three mm-hmm. for different levels. Right. So as you progress through levels, you need coaches that understand those levels very intimately. Right. Right. So the, the, co- the levels that I'm getting ready to coach at, is zero to $1 million. Gotcha. I'm not going one to five. I'm not going five <laughs> to 10 million. I'm not going those levels. It is zero to 1 million. Right. Or zero to 500,000, depending on where you're at in the cycle. That is where I, I know that cold. I can mm-hmm. take a company at any point. I have every bit of track record to show that. I have everything that's necessary to show zero to $1 million. The issue is, is outside of that now, you venture into the unknown. When you venture into the unknown, it's unknown to you, mm. but it needs to be known to your coach, right? It needs to be an area that they know very intimately. The issue is I've seen a lot of people just pop up and they made their money by, oh yeah, I'm a business coach. They've read a lot of books and they kind of just regurgitate yes. what the books say, but it, it, you can, it, you can tell. There's an epidemic of that online right now, man. Epidemic yeah. Like it's really bad. Rampant, yes. And, and you can tell whether or not they had real, real pain in the field or real training in the field mm-hmm. based on how they approach situations. If they approach it too textbook like, mm-hmm. you could tell that they've never really, really done it. Because for me, right? Let's say I'm talking to you, Malk. It's easy to say, oh, oh, have you built a flywheel? But like, I know that in order to build a flywheel, you'd actually have to have been in business for a bit. To understand your model a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then you'd come back and reanalyze your business based on a new flywheel, based on your original, you know, uh, time period within business. Like that—that's very different from, hey, where's your flywheel? Mm-hmm. 
right? Because it sounds good, but you haven't tested anything. So you haven't made any money. Like you need to make money in order to test these things out in order to see whether or not they work. Right. Right. So it's like, just like simple things like that. Like a flywheel is a, 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 a very common business practice, mm-hmm. but when is that introduced? Or like the questions that's asked up front, like normally it's like, Hey, what are your goals? Multiply it by 30. It's like, that doesn't really answer any, like you haven't done any, <laughs> right, right, right. you haven't done any uh, research into what I've done currently. Mm-hmm. All you've told me is to think bigger, but thinking bigger doesn't necessarily answer the question of the day to day. Right. So right. it's, so understanding those things. So red flag number one is if your, your, your coach made their money from coaching, not a thing. Right. In business, the only way to become a coach is to segue into coaching. Right. Right. That That's just where it boils down to. Or like if you're building courses and stuff, because courses are considered mentorship as well. Right. If you're building uh, courses, you know, who who better to teach the course than the person who has been doing it for the past five years. Right. Right. So like even I, I mentioned it to you, I'm getting ready to, you know, launch my YouTube and do these things. And who's the first person I came to is like you. Right. Right. Because I visibly watched you run your YouTube channel at a very high successful level for several years consistently. And it's and, not, you know, two or three y- years. Y- five. And when y'all didn't believe me that I was going to do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you ain't talking on camera. I was like, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. And then it's like, so that that's definitely red flag. Number one, they needs right. to have, they need to have been in the field right, um, right, they right. need to be able to show tangible proof that they've been in the field assets, things like that, uh, which, which a, a good coach is going to do that up front. They, right. they know that they have to, you know, have that social proof essentially up front. That's why for me, I'm, I haven't even launched into it yet. I've been privately coaching for, you know, three years mm-hmm. because when I do launch, there's going to be a overwhelming level of proof mm-hmm. that shows that, Hey, this guy has ran several companies. He's right. done X, Y, and Z. He's clearly knows what he's talking about. He clearly has assets. There's several businesses in his net. Like there, there's proof that I didn't gain my money from that. So that's something that I would say, you, you know, is a big deal. And then, um, lastly, what, what their schedule is. Okay. Right. So that's tough because in order to have a real business coach, I mean, it depends on what you're paying, right? Gotcha. That's another thing. It's like if, if you're only paying, you know, a hundred dollars a month, then you can't really expect, <laughs> you know, but if you're paying, you know, five thousand, ten thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is some of the prices as you get up to like the higher levels of coaching. Then it's like, okay, what do you expect? Well, I expect like daily coaching. I expect like real deal hands on. I expect right. you to be a part of my business. I expect Zoom meetings where I'm showing you my books. Like there, there's so a part of it is analyzing what you get in return for that price based on like how much effort and time is going to go into it. What about you? Have you, have you had some, you know, run ins with coaches and things like that? So I've not coaches specifically. Uh, the only coaching <laughs> I've really have been, experience with is me purchasing somebody else's course and mm-hmm. one thing i i'll be honest one of the things that kind of gets me to i you know buy into somebody get their course or something like that is um this might be messed up but like how qual how good their free information is right so no that, that's that's one thousand percent right so this one guy who's close like i've i've been in his coaching program like everything like the whole nine 
And it was because like I st- I just happened to stumble across his YouTube channel and his free information was so on point. I said, you're like, imagine what his paid stuff is. Like, and that's what got me. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like imagine. And then it's been, been beneficial. It's been crazy. Um, but for mentorship, one of the things I think a red flag for me is, uh, I, I pay attention and this might just be the, the Bronx me, but I pay attention to how you talk about other people. I pay attention to how if every other person you bring up and every other dispute is always the other person. It's always, yeah, this person was this like that, man. Or this person, ah, oh, he's, he's, he's a bum. Or like, if it's to that point, I just kind of pay attention. Like, oh, the problem might be you. And that's just, that's just me instinctually. That's not even business like. That's just me, hmm. how I am naturally. So that's, that's one thing. Um, another thing is I, I do kind of pay attention to, and I, I don't think I ever put it into words, what you said to if they make their money doing coaches or if they make their money doing, you know, uh, speaking engagements, they make their money just doing webinars and things like that. If they are not actually in the field, then I really can't take them, uh, too serious. So exactly. And that, and that goes for and I'll be honest, that goes for the books I read and who and authors as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. There needs to be a a track record like from from mentorship as well. A person who's in a role in, in a position to be a real mentor is not hurting for mentees. Mm. Right. They're not out here like, hey, you should be my mentee. They're not that like, the mentee mentor role is such a intimate role mm-hmm. that they're not just trying to offer that to anyone. Right. Like I, I often mention, you know, Brian and myself, like very intimate relationship, right. Where I respect the life out of that man. Mm-hmm. Right. And he respects me as well, but he's not just out here. I'm probably in the last 10 years. I'm one of two mentees that he has. Gotcha. Just like in, in, in his mind, he has made up that I'm going to be his mentee along with my other buddy. And we're both mm-hmm. close friends. We're going to be his mentees until his dying breath. Like, mm-hmm. th- because he wants to pour all of his energy, time and effort into us. Now, does he build other relationships? Absolutely. 1000%. But the actual role of like, Hey, this kid gets all the benefits of, you know, my life's work. Mm-hmm. It's really down to me and like one other person. And we both are like real good friends. We do business together. We work together and we're both like proud. Like we wear the banner mm-hmm. of Brian Rapton. Like I, I, I all day long, <laughs> I, I wear the ba- banner. I carry the flag. Um, the, the dude is phenomenal. He's done a lot for me. Right. And that's what I want to be for somebody else in the mentee, mentee mentorship role, I only plan to have one or two of those. Right. I don't plan to have like, you know, a thousand. I'm not, I'm not doing that. That, that falls more into the coaching realm of, mm-hmm. Hey, we got some specifics here. We got some things that I'm going to train you up on. You know, it's kind of like a basketball coach where their their basketball or football, their, their goal is, um, actually perfect. The head coach is the mentor and the position coaches are the ones who, get you to what you need to do to follow the, the, the head coaches, the you know, guidance. Yes, yes, yes. 
Exactly. So that that's the that was a, uh, that just came to me on the fly. That was like a perfect one. I'm gonna put that one down. Yeah, I like that. Um, so that's that's definitely something. It's a it's really a red flag if they're begging for you to be their mentee mm-hmm. with no prior relationship. Got you. Because it's different. I got I yeah. got some young boys. I got my eyes on. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, they go. They gonna be my mentees. But that's a part of legacy as well, mm-hmm. right? Because in order to, and it's selfish, but not really selfish at the same time. It's it's a it's a win win situation, right? Right? Because you get to a certain point where you want your legacy not only to live on in your family, you want it to be carried on across the board, right? Who better to do that than a young killer? Who just fits the mold of what of, of what you want? That's absolutely you couldn't ask for anything better, right? So I think that's another piece: is your your mentor. You should have to earn the right to be the mentee. You shouldn't just be like, okay, well, I paid him ninety nine nine ninety nine, right? And now I'm his mentee. Like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense because it needs to be an intimate relationship, right? And then the coaching side is like, yeah, you're gonna pay the bag for some specifics. For some day to days, for some guidance on on a day to day level and skills level, um, so that's something that I've kind of noticed. And you know, w- one of the things that I'm really trying to push is often people people don't fight for mentors like that. Mm. That's kind of what's catching me off guard. Ha- have you seen that at all? Like, uh, like in in your day to day, are you know obviously we're in different locations. You're you're in New York. I'm in Jacksonville. Are you noticing individuals are 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 looking for mentors? And, and and are actually actively seeking them out. So again, I, that's and I, I started this whole episode off, but I don't think people know how to. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, the people I know who have mentors kind of just fell into it, like with these people, like prior relationship. I'm now mm-hmm. like I, I've always known this person to be in this business. I'm now in this business. I ask. You get what I'm saying? And not even for outright mentorship but just i ask a few questions and it just kind of progresses to that point um as far as somebody asking me like i need i need you to mentor me and how, how to do these things i don't know if people understand like what that process or like if even if they're overthinking that process i couldn't be overthinking mm-hmm. that process i got you i'm i'm, I'm gonna make the plug I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put some people on game okay i gotta i gotta sit up for this right so I want to make it very clear, right? That every individual who's in a performance role gets to a point where they want to pour outside of themselves. That's just natural, right? Any real performer gets to a point where they just really want to teach from the bottom of their heart. It's just like, I want someone else to experience the joy the beauty, mm-hmm. the the execution that I've been able to enjoy. I want somebody else to enjoy that because a part of performance is to see if you could duplicate it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a part of it. Right? Oh. And a lot of people miss that. The issue is that I've noticed, and because a lot of people do reach out to me on a consistent basis mm-hmm. to ask me to be their mentor. I've had probably in the last two years over a thousand people ask me, like, hey, can you mentor me? And only one kid, well, I won't mention his name for the show, but he's still he's still on board with me and still is is my guy to this day. He just doesn't like to, you know, put his name out. So I I, I won't I won't embarrass him. 
but he was the only one who did it correctly. And I'll, I'll, I'll plug you guys in on how to do it correctly. Right. Please. So all a mentor is looking for is for you to take the initiative to be a servant. Mm. Right. A lot of people think that they need to come in and be, oh, well, I need to be the smartest person in the room or the mentor is not. That's actually not what it is. Right. Right. In order to be successful, Mm. I think we can all agree. Let's just put it on the table that you have to log hours. I I think that I think that's a fair assessment. Yes. I think anybody that's watching the show is going to be like, okay, in order to be successful, hours have to be logged. Right. What's a key indicator of someone willing to log hours? is someone who's not willing to think about themselves. So if I come into the game and, and, and this is to this day, right? If Brian is around me, I grab Brian's lunch. Mm. I grab Brian's, you know, his coffee. I grab, and he never asked me to do any of this stuff. Like, this is not like him sending to me to the store and like X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, man, like I appreciate you so much that I don't care if it's the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something to add value to your life, whether it's grabbing your lunch or doing X. But a lot of people have viewed that as like, oh, I'm not kissing ass or I'm not like doing X. That's very different. Kissing ass is like, <laughs> you know, that, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. But when you respect somebody, all you want to do is add value to their environment, even if you don't know how to. And the easiest way to add value is just to do something for them. That's where people miss out on. So my boy hits me up, right? He sends me a 17-page essay. Like it was a, it was a long DM. <laughs> he said, "Hey, what's going on? I'm, you know, I I've, I've been researching you for a while. Several people have spoken extremely highly of you, and I'm going to be completely honest, sir. I want to do exactly what you're doing." Right? I understand that I'm a far ways off from that. And I understand that I'm in, in a predicament right now where I cannot offer you much. But I noticed the other day that you were actually typing some things into um, a Word document and you had put it up on Instagram. I am an English major. I would love to be able to edit those documents for you. Take that off of your plate so that you can focus on doing anything else. And in that time, Mm. should you have any time to spare for me, I would greatly appreciate that as I continue on my journey forward, trying to progress to the point that you're at. All I messaged him back was, what's your number? Mm. And I gave him a call and he's been, I, I still, to this day, like he has like three businesses now. He's killing it. He's a Marine Corps officer. He's doing really well. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and, and it was just like, and you know, what's funny. I didn't even have him edit anything for me, <laughs> but, but it was just a sheer thought that this dude was willing to log hours right, right. for something other than himself in order to accomplish something for himself is the win, right? So I'll tell people this and it's like, uh, well, I'm not going to kiss ass. I'm going to get it on my own. Right. There's no badge. I can tell you this with a, with a, with, <laughs> there is no honor and no badge in getting somewhere on your own. It's, it's only more painful. Right. <laughs> it's only more difficult. It's only more, it, it's, <laughs> and you know how I get like, cause That's I'm real, real yeah. logical. Dude. I, yeah. I think about these things really in depth, right? If both of us get to a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But I get there in a week and you get there in 17 years. It took you 17 years to get to this point. 
Yeah, you got so, it out the mud, but yeah. But you lost. Right. right. Getting it out the mud is not a good mentality. I want to make sure I keep on pushing that, right? Getting it out the mud is only okay when you tried and no one helped you. And therefore, you had to go do that. Right? That's very different. That's a whole different ballgame when nobody believes in you. You get no support. And it's like, you know what? I'm still going to believe in this vision and I'm going to go ahead and get it done. But if there are people that are willing to help you, that are willing to you know, do these things for you and put you in a better predicament, then you would only be taking a major L by not asking for help or not allowing those people to provide that help to you. Makes sense. So that, that was just something that tripped me out. Yeah. I had to really share that because I want people to go seek mentors, man. is a, a force multiplier is the term I'm going to use for the show. I use that a lot in, in, in my personal life, but mm-hmm. having a mentor, and I, once again, I told you, you know, I talk about Brian Rathjen, but I have several others who are just as impactful to me as Brian that I haven't even mentioned the show that are on a council that help me. Got you. So let's flip, let, let's flip that, right? Have mm-hmm. you been in a position where you had a coach slash mentor or mentor, or rather, that didn't work out? And like, what was the situation behind that? Like, if you can loosely talk about it. I had one. I had one and he kind of took advantage of the situation. Gotcha. Right. So it was very like, I'm very like big on service. Right. I want to keep driving that home that respecting somebody and Mm -hmm. doing something for that person because you respect them is okay. Right. Similar situation is like, you know, um, we always mess around, but every time I see your pops, I address him as OG. Mm hmm. Because he he's the OG. Like, I respect yeah. this man. So, And if he wanted to, yo, trust, like, I'm a little bit busy. Can you go handle something for me? It, it's going to get handled because we respect him, right. right? So the issue is, is I was younger. I think I was a sophomore in college. And he just was, he was a, top of his game, but he just got really just like, just a jerk for a lack of a better term is just like, Hey, I need you to come by the house and rake leaves. Mm. Well, was and I'm military? like, huh? Yeah. This is while I was in the military. And I was like, all right, like that's cool, whatever. <laughs> but then it's like, it, it became so frequent that I could tell he, he, in his mind was taking advantage of the fact that he had, you know, and I had this one guy too, when I first started out in real estate, I hit him up. He was a Naval Academy graduate. That's another thing too. Um, before I segue into that, is that you should always be looking through if if you go to college or if you don't go to college, um, and if you go straight to work, there's always a directory of who's come before you. Mm. So what I used to do is you could just reach out to the admissions department and say, Hey, can I get a directory of what of everyone that has gone to the college? Mm. And then you some of the colleges can get even more specific where they tell you, Majors. you know, what they're doing and the jobs and things uh, like that. But then now you can go read. Well, if you want to be a doctor, I'm sure your school has produced 3000 doctors. Mm. That's your list now to start. It's like, OK, do, do I think I'd match with these people? Do they have maybe similar background? Do gotcha. they have, you know, did they have a similar GPA and over overcame an obstacle? Did they play a similar sport as me? Did they you have so much things to connect with? And that's what you start off with because that's what, you know, uh, my, my buddy started off with as well. He was like, Hey, you know, I'm Naval Academy graduate. I'm trying to be a Marine Corps officer. Not only am I trying to be a Marine Corps officer, I'm trying to be 
the officer that you are. Like he was very, like very specific. I could tell he did his research. So I had did that, found a Naval Academy graduate who was a Marine Corps officer, who was also an aviation supply officer, who got out the military and started this super successful Mm. real estate company. I mean, they're raking it in. So I just hit his line. I'm like, hey, man, Naval Academy graduate, Marine. You know, I did X, Y, and Z, and I see what you're doing. I really don't want to be a bother, um, but I would love to have a, a, a conversation with you, see where we can go and see if we can progress this into something more. Um, but not, but I also understand that your time is viable, um, valuable. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, pro- I'm, I'm providing some level of, uh, you know, advantage back to you. So is there anything that needs to get done that I can do virtually or anything on the East coast? Because he was on the West coast that you may not be able to get done, you know, in a timely manner that I can, you know, proceed to go get done just as a show of good faith to let you know that I'm willing, it's, it's going to be an exchange. Right. It's not just one-sided. Right, right, right. And he started off cool as well. Like, yeah, man, I got you. He gave me three books to read. I read, read them and came right back. He was like, well, I told you to have them read by Wednesday. You had them read by Wednesday night. Mm. So therefore, I don't think you're serious. In order for me to take you serious, you got to pay me now. Got you. I was like, I was like, bro, if you wanted me to pay you, that's all you have to. Yeah. I'm actually not above paying. I'm actually, I'm my favorite phrase ever is you have to pay to play. Like I'm, I'm always willing to pay, but the way he did it was so sleazy. It just wasn't, he wasn't a stand up guy to me where I was like, all right, you wouldn't be my mentor anyway. Got you. Because of that. And I'm okay with paying. I'm all, I, I pay thousands of dollars each year for coaching, um, books, learning courses, like, Anything that I feel like can make me better, I'm always willing to make, right. you know, make a swipe or make a purchase or a transaction. But it just seems sleazy to me. Mm-hmm. I understand that. You know, um, what, what about you? Have you had some situations not work out? I definitely, definitely have. Um, and it started off the same way. It started off cool. And then it got to the point where I felt like I was being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like. This and this is just me, and I've spoken to you about this as well. It felt like the person was taking credit for my success when, in reality, had nothing to do with what I had going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was frustrating, and again, it, it just felt like, um, how did it feel? It felt like my uh, my intelligence was just kind of taken for granted in in a matter of speaking. So. Th- that that didn't work out, you know what I mean. And then, si- but since I felt like that situation has taught me so much, just to kind of about like the human psychology and just how people naturally just kind of work, you know what I mean. When it comes to a mentee mentor relationship, like it's taught me a lot and what to look for. Like you said, those red flags. Like I know if a person comes to me with the same, just the same energy, I know like all right, you know, I I, I don't know just where to kind of put, put this person. In regards to my business life, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that was so, that was really like the only glaring like one that just really just didn't work out. Yeah, I got you. One one thing that I wanted to let the public know too is that mentors don't always have to be physical, right? Like that that's something that's important is to understand that you can have a virtual mentor. Um, you know, Patrick, Bet, David are, are both of ours. <laughs> Both of our virtual. 
<laughs> are 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 both of our right. you know uh virtual mentors grant cardone all of these guys are, are are virtual mentors to us and it's okay to 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 take that on and, and use their free content right because a lot of these guys too when you use the free content and then you perform and then you go do your thing you can reach out to them mm-hmm and when you reach out to them, when you're already performing and when you're already, a lot of them are just like, hey, man, come just be around us. Right, right. right? So it's 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 really understanding that piece and, and, and knowing what that could look like. I even use, I'll, I'll even say this. I used one of Pat, uh, Pat, Patrick Bed Davis tricks to get one of my mentors who was a high profile mover and shaker mentor that I mean like a high profile mover and shaker mentor. Right. I didn't know how to get his attention, but I did have the the uh the physical address to his office. Looking up the schedules, I was like, all right, let me guess. I feel like based on the job and role, he has to be there at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. But I know because I know how important my assistant is, and my assistant is the gatekeeper. <laughs> I like similar situation. I addressed it. I found out who his assistant was and I addressed. So <laughs> I got a box. Right. <laughs> I got like a uh like this really big box. I went to the store and I bought a pair of shoes. Right. But it's not, you don't even need to go anything fancy, but they do need to be dress shoes though. Mm-hmm. Right. Try to make them look fancy, even if it's not fancy budget. Try to make it look yeah, like a really nice shoe. And what I did was I put inside of the box one shoe inside of the box and I wrote like a handwritten letter. And you know, he opened it up and his assistant actually opened it up. She read the letter, laughed and ran over to him and was like, hey, you know, sir, I, I, I think you should read this. And he read the letter and I wrote, hey, sir, to be completely honest, this is a shot in the dark. But now that I got one foot in the door, I was hoping <laughs> to get another one in. <laughs> and I was like, I hope you understand that this is my my sense of humor. Um, but aside from jokes, like, here's my resume. I'm not here for any type of play. And if you give me an opportunity and he actually gave me a call and we had, and this is a dude that's about to be a billionaire. (laughs) And when I say like mover and shaker, like mover and absolute shaker has governors and, you know, governors with relationships, you know, a real deal person. And he Mm -hmm. gave me a call and was just like, you know what? Like, this was funny. I really appreciate it. I'm giving you this call to let you know that you've earned a one hour with me. Mm. Please be ready for that one hour. But the crazy part is, and it goes into due diligence. Mm. When that hour came, that dude knew every single thing about me. Mm. Like everything, like not like surface level. Like he knew every, he knew the village. Of, uh, like I was born in, in Jamaica. Oh, wow. Where like my, my, my family was in Jamaica. I was like, what? How'd you... I barely know the village <laughs> in, in Jamaica. Like, how'd you? But that's how much research he did because it was what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Guys like this aren't hurting for mentees, right? So when they make decisions like this, on okay, I'm gonna bring a young man into or a young woman into the fold, I need to make sure that they're the right person. So he had so much research on me, so much everything done, and he was just questioning me on it. So he's like, "Hey, so the village, how long were you there?" And it was crazy wow. because luck of the draw, I didn't even know that he's from that same village. Got you. That was crazy. Like just like how the how the world works, but he's from that same village. So it, it, it was pretty it was pretty dope on that sense. So 
really trying to get people to understand that it's not far outside of their reach mm-hmm. and that if you want to skip the line, that's what I'm calling it. Skipping the line. Got you. If you want to skip the line, you need to go find a mover and shaker mentor. And if you can't find a mover and shaker mentor, if they have, if they, if they have videos, start watching their videos, start by embodying their stuff, start by becoming the person who they would wouldn't even reach out to. Okay. So that's dope. And I hope everybody like understands it. Cause I'm going to take that in t- like I'm gonna take that, you know, seriously as well because I do. I feel like um, where I, where my business is at the at the moment, I feel like we're like right there. You know what I'm saying? Like right at the the, the tipping point to where you know, like something amazing is gonna happen. I think 2022 is gonna be incredible, but that's just mm. that's just you know me forecasting. But I will also um, I think this probably be my last question. What do you, how do you know you've outgrown a cultural mentor? Like, I think this is different from, you know, it not just not working out or you're not really vibing or you're not getting that mentor or coach, you know, at all. But what if you've gotten them, you've worked with them for a while, but you've just outgrown them? How do you know when you've outgrown them and how do you go about like kind of severing that, that connection? So, co- and this is what I mean by, the type of person you should be shooting for shouldn't be like tier one. Gotcha. You should be shooting for like a tier 100 individual where it's almost impossible to reach them. Mm. But even if you reach that point, the dope part about it on the mentorship side is that if you are with a mover and shaker, they're always going to be able to open doors for you. That's what that's where the real win is, Ah. isn't just the mentorship. Right. It's the fact that that person is and and, and I'll do a quick exercise. Right. For everybody listening to this. That was a great answer. Wow. Right. I want you to (laughs) for everybody listening to this. I want you to take out your phone and I want you to just scroll through all your contacts. And if you're 23, 25, 28 you know, 30, think about how many people you've come into contact with in your life. Just, just scroll through your, you know, your contacts and you're going to see it's so many people that you don't even remember. Like, when did I even meet X, Y, and Z? When did I meet these people? Right. The common mover and shaker is 55 and up. So now imagine that list that you have multiplied by another two or three decades, (laughs) But then the difference is, is they actually keep contact with all of those people and they're able to make a phone call. Right. Mm. So like me and you are a perfect example. You're forever, my brother, forever. So now you can make a phone call. So when your son needs something, it's like, hey, call, call Andre. Right, right. (laughs) Hey, I, I need this done on my behalf. But imagine being able to say, I need this done on my behalf to 15,000 people who are also movers and shakers. Wow. That is a great way to look at it. (laughs) Okay. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why you can't, you can't shoot for a tier one mentor. You got to really shoot for a tier 100 mentor because that individual is going to be able to, oh, you want to, oh, you want a job at Lockheed Martin? Yeah, bro, I got you. Right. Oh, you want to start your channel or you want to do this? Let me just call up my buddies at YouTube (laughs) and see if we can figure something out. Right. Now, from the coaching side now, Mm -hmm. it's very clear 
to tell whether or not you're out outpacing them if they try to keep you on schedule. Hmm. Wow. I've I've had I, I've had several you are um, killing, bro. <laughs> I've you had several. <laughs> I've had several coach, uh, and the reason that I say that is because I believe in coaching. I'm right. not only trying to coach myself. I'm living every word of it. I right. have tons of coaches. Same, same because it makes sense. It just makes life easier if I can pay you five thousand dollars to not have to make seventy five thousand dollars worth of mistakes. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. Right. So what I noticed with the, with the last one, um, and, and he's really good. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to slander. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm slandering because he he's actually really good. Right. The issue was actually on my part. Right. Is that I learn extremely fast. Like, I mean, ridiculously fast. Multiply by the fact that I'm willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like I'm willing to talk when it's time to listen. I shut up and I listen very intently. I listen to everything that that person's saying. I put it into action because I'm, I'm spending my own money. Right. So I'm not, I'm not here to, oh, I'm going to get the information to not apply it. No, I'm going to apply it. The issue is, is that the faster you learn, you outpace their, their schedule. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't believe in like term coaching. I don't do that. I plan okay. to do like, Courses that teach you a specific thing so that you can go at your own pace. Because the issue is, is, you know, I'm paying uh, a pretty large amount monthly, you know, to to be underneath the coaching, but I'm outpacing their schedule. Like it's, they're like, yeah, the next topic is going to be four weeks. Yeah. And and I've learned it in four hours. That actually happened to us recently. We paid, paid, uh, paid a couple Pay, paid a little little change for some for some coaching, <laughs> and uh, my dad was the actual was the one who's like getting the coaching. But like you said, we were outpacing everything. You know, the guy was going through, and not to say he's not good. The dude is amazing. He's amazing. But we were just kind of just out, and uh, it was group coaching as well. So the people that were in that I guess cohort were just really starting at the beginning of their just you know, journey. So we weren't at the beginning. We're not at the end, obviously. And we're not even like that, that big, but we, we do know what we're doing to the mm-hmm. point where we have sustained a lot of growth. You know what I'm saying? So he just did, my pop just didn't feel like, you know, this, he was really getting anything out of the coaching. Yeah. So, so coaching, coaching that. isn't personal, right? The way I want people to approach coaching is I'm coming in with a specific goal. Mm-hmm. Once that goal is achieved, I move on to the next. Right. Right. Because you always want to be in a state of unknown. That's how you really win in business is progressing so fast mm-hmm. that you're always getting to a new point of, wow, I don't really know what to do at this point. Got next. You. Who knows what they're doing? Who knows what, who knows what's going on? Oh, business coach X, Y, and Z. Hey man, I'm in this portion of the unknown. Do you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Do you have some track record? Yep. Okay. What is your monthly? Okay, cool. Let's get to it. Okay. I've, I've gotten, I've gotten what I needed to do. Now I understand the unknown that I was, you know, struggling with. All right, business coach. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for all that you've done for me. Here's a testimonial. Here's a review. Here's how I showed that I appreciate the work that you did for me. And I'm on to the next. That's very different relationship than the mentorship relationship. And that's why, you know, that last point that I brought up is why I, I mentioned that 
you know, they're not they're not hurting for mentees yeah. because the mentee is going to get every door open for them. And in order to make sure that those doors keep opening up, that mentee has to really be a performer because their name is going to get sullied. Mm-hmm. That's such an important thing. You know, I, I, and I'm, and I mentioned this in your book, um, you know, which was fire by the way, Thank you. but you know, in the, in the chapter, you know, when you were interviewing me for the chapter mm-hmm. and I mentioned that, you know, I look back on it that day that, you know, Brian had helped me out, got me an interview for the Naval Academy. And I thought I was being slick because I didn't want to go to college. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like Brian's phenomenal. I just want to work for this dude. Mm-hmm. I'll progress really quick and he'll see that I'll be able to run his company without a heart. Like, right. and I tried to get slick in that interview and I never forget, you know, Brian looking at me like, what'd you just say? Because mm. the interviewer was like, hey, Andre, you know, why should I let you into my school? And I was like, honestly, I don't need your school. Brian almost had a heart attack in the chair, man. He was just like, (laughs) but like at that point, I didn't understand how disrespectful what that was because I was still young. I was ignorant. I was immature. I didn't understand that he leveraged his name. Right. And every kid that he can help after me. Right. Wow. And I almost butchered that. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I have a, a huge sense of respect. I don't play around at all. If somebody takes the time out, to make an introduction on my behalf, right? I go all the way with it, man. I'm I'm fully prepared. I'm ready. I'm 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 not missing the opportunity because their name and the ability to help the next kid after me or the next person that wants help, right, relies on that. So you know, I kind of wanted to let them know that and, and leave them off with that. Dope, man. This is an amazing, amazing conversation. I'm not gonna lie. You 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 was you was. Showing them today, man. Like, I really, really appreciate this talk. And I hope you guys do it as well. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a review. And we will see you guys next week. This has been The Real Revenue Show. I am Malcolm. This is Andre. Peace.